Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ. Welcome to our podcast. This is Pastor Madiba. If you happen to be in our area, you are most welcome to visit us. You'll surely feel at home. We appreciate your prayers for our ministry. We hope today's sermon will be edifying to you, your family, and your friends. Welcome. Greetings in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, once again, it is just a privilege to come around the Word of God and to have a word of fellowship. Uh, but before we do that, let's just have a word of prayer. Gracious Heavenly Father, we appreciate you for your grace and mercy. We appreciate you for your protection, dear God, for your blessings upon our lives, uh, blessings that we don't deserve, but you have granted us those blessings, dear God. May you bless the reading of the word. May you bless the people that will listen to this broadcast. May you bless the invisible audience and bless even, dear God, their families. And Lord, anoint my lips that as we speak here, May we be of such a great help to your children as we commit the reading of the way to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you richly. Uh, we just want to greet all the believers uh, that are joining us online uh, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to speak on the Abrahamic age, that's what I want to speak about this evening. Abrahamic age is what I want to speak about this evening by God's grace. <clears throat> now, before we go any further, let us just uh, read our Bibles here. In the book of Genesis, chapter 12, verse 1 to three, Genesis 12 from verse 1 to 3. It reads in this manner, if it has been found. Now the Lord had said unto Abram, not Abraham, but Abram, Get thee out of thy country, 
and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee, and I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee, and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. So this was the Lord speaking to Abraham, or this is how the Lord called out Abraham right from the beginning when he was still Abram, not Abraham. We know that later he became Abraham as a reflection of the transition of the ministry, but it never started with him being Abraham. It started with him being Abram. Now, let us just maybe look at it in this manner. I said I want to speak about the Abrahamic age. I want to speak about the Abrahamic age. Now, in this spoken with this day, this scripture is fulfilled, which is going to be our opening quotation for tonight. The prophet says, where, where, where in paragraph 172, this day the scripture is fulfilled, where we at in this Abrahamic age, meaning where are we in this Abrahamic age? Where are we in this great time? We are standing the great hour that we are living in. The prophet is posing a question that where are we in this Abrahamic age? And he calls it a great age. And that is why I said maybe let's take a couple of minutes and look at this subject, Abrahamic age. Because for you to know the blessings that you are entitled to as a believer, you've got to know the age in which you are living in. That's why we just want to delve into this phrase, Abrahamic age, as the prophet asked, where are we in this Abrahamic age? Now, I believe that we are the seed of Abraham by promise. I believe that in this age, whatever Abraham was entitled to at that time, we are entitled to the very same thing in our time. May the Lord be gracious to us so that we unpack uh, this so that you understand what you are entitled to. Abraham is known to be the father of faith. That means his children will in no way be less than what Abraham was. They will certainly be as well the children of faith. Abraham called the things that were not there as though they were there. The children of God will do exactly the same thing. Uh, Abraham never staggered on the promises of God. The children of God will do exactly the same thing. Abraham received God's visitation, and I believe that the children of God will experience the same thing as well. Now, the prophet in this quotation, the anointed ones at the end time, 
the anointed ones at the end time, paragraph 264. Paragraph 264, the anointed ones at the end time. He says, first, the world is in a Sodom condition. I think we have to agree the world is in a Sodom condition. I have looked in our country, we are told about 10-year-olds, 10-year-olds who are getting pregnant. And I am using the word pregnant as an euphemism, and I shouldn't be using the word pregnant because the 10-year-old who gets pregnant is simply because they've been raped. We speak about the routing alone. I think there were over uh, 30,000 cases of peoples that got pregnant, uh, pregnant during the lockdown. Now, how the nations take care of its children reflects the ambitions of that nation. So something, something has gone haywire. Something has gone horribly wrong. Why? It's because the world is in a Sodom condition. Jesus said it would happen. Look at the perversion. Our women trying to act like men. Our men trying to act like women. Sissified, rotten, filthy, low down, devil possessed, and don't know it. The Bible said that that would happen. And that's where it's at. So, brethren, where we are, we are looking at these things. They are happening right during our time. The world has gone the world has lost a sense of equilibrium. That's what I would want to say. Men are becoming more like women. Women are becoming more like men. The society is rotten. The society is filthy, low down. The society is devil-possessed. And people don't even know it. Why? It's because we are back in the days of Sodom. Now, the Sodomic condition is one aspect of our time because during the time of Abraham, there was Sodom. And in our time, there's got to be Sodom if we call this time the Abrahamic age. Now, then we go further. That Sodomic condition, it had to do with the unbelieving world. It had to do with the unbelievers. Now, he says, secondly... It's in that hour, according to the scripture here, that Janus and Jambres appear, secondly, which tells you that there's going to be a religious activity during that time. The very time where the world is in Sodomic condition, there's going to be an impersonation of Christianity. There's going to be people that observe a genuine ministry and would try to emulate that genuine ministry. Now, the third thing, which is where I want to zoom in and which talks to a real believer. Thirdly, it's in that same hour that the Son of Man is to be revealed. It is in that hour where the Son of Man has to be revealed. So we are not just concentrating on the world that is in Sodomic condition. We're not just concentrating on Janus and Jambres, but in our time, we are looking at the third activity where it is in that hour that this Son of Man has to be revealed. 
Now, we are going to unpack it so that we understand what we are talking about. So, believer, if the world is in a Sodom condition, it has to be because it was foretold that the world would come into this state. Secondly, if there are impersonations taking place on the religious scene where people are making mockery of a genuine ministry, where people are impersonating Christianity, it has to happen as well. But that is not our main focus. Our main focus, it is on the third zone, where we call it, it is where this son of man is going to be revealed by a son of man to the Abrahamic seat in an Abrahamic age. So this is where we are. I'm not so much concerned by the world. No matter what we do, even if we pray, the world is not going to turn. The world is going to go deeper and deeper and deeper into sin. Even if we fast, the world is still going to lose a sense of equilibrium. But the beauty about it, in the midst of that, there is going to be a genuine seat. There is going to be genuine believers who are going to receive the revelation of the Son of Man in their time. It's going to become very interesting as we move right along. Now, I say there are three things that are before us. Three things that are before us. The world is in a Sodom condition. I think we agree with that. The world is in a Sodom condition. There is a religious impersonation on the scene. And there is the revelation of the Son of Man in our time by a Son of Man. But I'm moving so that you are going to understand when we speak about the Abrahamic material in the Abrahamic age, what we are speaking about. Now, let's reflect back on our father Abraham. The prophet says in the message, the future home, the future home of the heavenly bridegroom and the earthly bride. He says, paragraph 423, he says, Abraham was looking for it. And he professed, he professed. Abraham was looking for it. And he professed that he was a pilgrim and a stranger, for he looked for a city whose builder and maker was God. That prophet, knowing it was somewhere, John saw it coming, but Abraham thought it must be on earth right then. See, he was looking for a city whose builder and maker was God. But Abraham was convinced that it must be somewhere. He thought it must be on earth right then. Why? He met Melchizedek, the king of it, and gave him a tithe, which had no father and no mother, had no beginning of life or no ending of life. Abraham met him, and they took communion right on the literal spot where the city will be raised up, the holy mountain of the Lord, where the redeemed will live. Oh my. I hope we are getting it, brethren. Abraham, 
met Melchizedek at the very spot, at the very spot where the new Jerusalem will be raised up, where the holy mountain will be. That's where Melchizedek met Abraham. But let us break down this quotation. Let us break it. Firstly, Abraham knew that I'm a pilgrim and a stranger. Abraham had the desire for a city whose builder and maker was God. And he was convinced that that city, it must be somewhere. He thought it was on the earth right then. As he was looking for that city, then he met the king of that city. So already tells you, you cannot go to the new Jerusalem before you meet the king of Jerusalem. Let me repeat. You cannot go to the new Jerusalem unless you meet the king of Jerusalem here on earth. Then they met, and here is a prophetic insight. They met on the literal spot where the city will be raised up, the holy mountain, where the redeemed will live. This is amazing, brethren. God, the king of that city, and if Abraham looked for that city, you and I had much better look for that city now here on earth. And before we meet or we make it to that city, we must meet the king of that city right now. So that means you cannot go to the new city unless you meet Melchizedek. You cannot go into the rapture until you meet Melchizedek. You cannot experience the resurrection until you meet Melchizedek. So the Abrahamic age has to do with meeting Melchizedek. Melchizedek is somewhere where you have to meet him as your father Abraham met him and he gave him communion and they had a fellowship on the literal spot where the new Jerusalem will be raised up. And I'm here to introduce to you that Melchizedek is still here on the face of the earth. Let's carry on here. It's going to be very interesting, brethren. We are going to get into this. This is our spiritual diet. This is the ministry of the hour. I hope I, I've made it clear. You don't need to meet a church. You don't need to meet another brother. You don't need to meet a group. You have to meet Melchizedek, the king of the city where you are going. You cannot enter the new Jerusalem without having met the king of the new Jerusalem here on earth. We are going to unpack it as we move. Now, Brother Branham goes, as I said, you need to meet Melchizedek in this Abrahamic age. This I cannot emphasize, and I'm going to show you what it means to meet Melchizedek. Meeting Melchizedek is not listening to a sermon, is not visiting a church, is not being part of a message group. All those things, you can be part of them, but they may disappoint you. And that is why what is going to make people to be overcomers during our time, the people have got to meet Melchizedek. And once you meet Melchizedek, even if the church can disappoint you, you will hold on. Once you meet Melchizedek, even if the man of God can disappoint you, you'll hold on. 
Because to meet Melchizedek, it's life itself. To meet Melchizedek, it transcends you into another realm, a supernatural realm where you can even sing that song, I shall not be moved just like a tree that's planted by the water. I hope it makes sense, brethren. I hope it makes sense, brethren. Now, let's carry on here a bit. You have to meet Melchizedek. Now, the prophet continues in this message, Hebrews, paragraph 155. Paragraph 155, Hebrews. He says, what you need is to meet this Melchizedek one time. What you need is to meet this Melchizedek one time. I, this is a sermon on its own. What you need is to meet this Melchizedek one time. Amen. Let him bless you and give you the wine, the bread, eternal life. Then you will see things different. You cannot see things different until you meet this Melchizedek. And they say, you will be, it will be different. You won't want the boys to be making the coyotes uh, whistle at you, the wolf whistle, whatever you want to call it, certainly not. You will be different. Once you meet Melchizedek, you are going to be a different being. Once you meet this Melchizedek, life will be so different. Hallelujah. This is, this is amazing. This is amazing. Amazing. You have to meet Melchizedek. You have to meet Melchizedek. You have to meet the king of that city. The, you, you cannot get to that city until you meet Melchizedek. You cannot experience the rapture without meeting Melchizedek. And I say it is absolutely essential and absolutely necessary that you meet Melchizedek. Now we say your, your life will be different. You will be different. The problem that we have today, the problem that we have today is that people, people cannot meet people have not met Melchizedek. That's why people are not different. People have not met Melchizedek. That's why people live like we are in Sodom. That's why people become victims of the religious activities in the end time. But you have to meet Melchizedek because once you meet him, things will be different. Let me put it this way. Even William Brenham had to meet Melchizedek. William Brenham had to meet Melchizedek. And if William Brenham had to meet Melchizedek, you have to meet Melchizedek because Melchizedek is somewhere. Let's carry on. He says in the message, Hebrews, paragraph 108. Hebrews, paragraph 108. He says, why? Blessed be the name of the Lord. Something on the inside of me met that Melchizedek one time. Listen, and he spoke peace to me and gave me eternal life. And this life means nothing but a tabernacle to preach the gospel through. Brother Brenham says something. So your flesh 
cannot meet Melchizedek. Something, brother, say, blessed be the name of the Lord. Something on the inside of me met that Melchizedek one day. Even with you, something on the inside has to meet Melchizedek. And I'm going to show you why your flesh cannot meet Melchizedek. Because what is happening? Melchizedek, according to Hebrews 11 verse 3, it says, Without a father and without, I think Hebrews 7 verse 3, Without father, without mother, without descendant, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but made like unto the Son of God, Abideth the priest continually. Melchizedek was not the son of God. Melchizedek was the father of the son of God. Melchizedek was not Jesus. Melchizedek was there before Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus had mother and father, as the prophet said it. Jesus had the beginning of days. Jesus had the ending of days. Melchizedek had no beginning of days. Melchizedek had no ending of days. Melchizedek took residency in Jesus, who had a beginning and who had an end. He that had no beginning took, an, took a residency in him who had no who had beginning. So Melchizedek had no beginning. And he took residency in the one that had a beginning. Melchizedek did not have the ending, but he took residency in the one that had the ending. That's why Brother Brown say that Melchizedek, Melchizedek later became the Lord Jesus Christ. So, therefore, if Brother Branham says something on the inside of me met Melchizedek one day, it means the thing that made Melchizedek within Brother Brenham, it has to be something that is without the mother, that is without the father, that has got no beginning of days, that has got no ending of days. I hope you really follow me here. So therefore, even you, your flesh cannot meet Melchizedek, but something on the inside, Something that has no beginning of days, something that has no ending of days, that resides in you, must meet Melchizedek. That's why the prophet says, something on the inside of me. What does it mean? Something eternal. Because things that are seen are temporal, but things that are not seen are eternal. William Brenham, the body, never met Melchizedek. But William Brenham, the inner man, met Melchizedek. You cannot meet Melchizedek with your flesh, but something on the inside of you that has got no beginning of days, no ending of days, has to meet Melchizedek. Because Melchizedek is eternal, you need the eternal part to meet the eternal Melchizedek. You need the eternal part to meet the eternal Melchizedek. A temporal part cannot meet an eternal part. That's why we are dual beings. One part temporal that has to die, another part that is eternal that will never die. And the part that will never die has to meet Melchizedek. That's why we spoke about representation the other time. Let me carry on here a bit. Now, once you have met Melchizedek. Once you have met Melchizedek, then you can call things that are not there as though they are there. 
Once you meet Melchizedek, you can call things that are not there as though they are there. Let's carry on here. It's going to become very interesting. So let me, let me recap so that I don't lose you. At the beginning, I said, you need to look for a city whose builder and maker is God. Once you are looking for that city, that means you know that you are a pilgrim and a stranger here. And once you have acknowledged that you are a pilgrim and a stranger here, then you need to meet the king of the city before you get to the city. Then that king of that city must give you communion. And you need to meet Melchizedek. And something on the inside of you has to meet, has to meet Melchizedek. Now, once that has happened, then you are coming into a level where now you can call things that are not there as though they are there. Now, Brother Brenham says, in lifting him out of history, because the Abrahamic material must lift him out of history. Lifting him out of history, paragraph 53, the prophet says, what we need Today, the people, what we need today, he says, if they, if they don't get, if, he says today, but today, the people, if they don't get anything they ask for, the first time they pray, they seem to think that he's dead. What we need is men and women today of gallant spirit, Men and women who are determined to hold on till they see a God that really lives come into action that will not take no for an answer. The Abrahamic material has the ability to wait upon the Lord. If it doesn't happen today, they don't give up, they don't quit on God, they don't complain about God. They sit at the feet of Jesus and wait for it. Then he says, but what we need today, he says, we need is, what we need is men and women today of gallant spirit, men and women who are determined to hold till they see a God that really lives, come into action that will take no for an answer. They are determined to stay with it. If they are sick and the doctor has said they can't get well, yet something, yet something within them, what is that something within them? <laughs> the very part that made Melchizedek. They are determined to stay with it. If they are sick and the doctor said they can't get well, yet something, something within them tells them they are going to be well. And I say, what is that something? The very thing that Brother Ben says, something on the inside, met Melchizedek, something that is on the inside of you will never quit, irrespective of how difficult it seems. Then he says, no matter what takes place, 
Have you joined the churches of the denominational world after you have sapped all your strength from walking from place to place and you still can't find relief? He said there is still, there is still a God that answers prayer and saves from sin. This is another bold statement. There is still a God. Abrahamic material in the midst of difficulty, in the midst of a trial, in the midst where they are going through uphill, where they are going through a rough patch. But something on the inside of them refuses to give up because that very thing that is on the inside of them has met Melchizedek and they see things differently from that time. They cannot quit. They cannot give up. They hold on and know that there is a God that will answer prayer because Abraham he held on the promise of God and never staggered on the promise of God. So the Abrahamic material will never stagger on the promise of God. They will hold on right until the end. Let's carry on. Then he says in demonology, paragraph 91. In demonology, paragraph 91. He says the whole armor of God is by faith. We have even got one natural thing of this world. Everything, a Christian church, is a faith act. Look at the armor of God. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, goodness, meekness, gentleness, patience. Is that right? Everything supernatural. Nothing natural. So we, so we don't look at the natural uh, at the natural things or at the things natural because we are operating supernatural. We are operating supernatural. And the only way we can base it is faith, is on what God said was the truth. And we look at the unseen and we call those things which are not as though they were. Like Abraham did and got it. Abraham called th those things which were not like God did as though they were being a hundred years old staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief. So the prophet says when you are Abrahamic material you operate the supernatural not the natural. The beauty about being a Christian is that when the devil squeezes you naturally and when the devil takes you through rough patches natural, you have the ability to switch from the natural to the supernatural. When he squeezes your flesh, there is something on the inside of your flesh that met Melchizedek. And that thing on the inside is the one that makes you to refuse to give up. We could have, been, we could have given up many times. We dealt with so many tornadoes in life, so many pressures, so many anxieties, depressions, a lot of things. But what made us not to give up is because there is a part on the inside that met Melchizedek once and now it looks at things differently. This is beautiful. Let's carry on. Now, he says we are operating the supernatural. This is one you have to get it. You as a child of God, what you have at your disposal tonight, 
you can operate the supernatural. And what is the supernatural? To speak it, believe it, and manifest it. That's how you operate the supernatural. You speak it, you believe it, then you manifest it, then you operate the supernatural. But I've taken you through a journey of how you come to that spot where you are able to operate the supernatural. Now, during the time of Abraham, the Lord himself descended. In this Abrahamic age, the Lord must descend. Let's check a parallel of scriptures. Now, in Genesis 18, verse 1, And the Lord appeared unto him in the plains of Mamre, and he sat in the tent door in the heat of the day. In Thessalonians 1, chapter 4, Verse 16, for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Revelation 10 verse 1, and I saw another mighty angel come down from heaven clothed with a cloud. And a rainbow was upon his head, and his face was as it were the sun, and his feet as pillars of fire. What we are getting during the time of Abraham, the Lord came down. What we are getting in this Abrahamic age, the Lord must descend. So therefore, there can never be a body change. There can never be a body change until until there is the descending by the Lord. The Lord has to descend in order for us to experience a body change. Sarah couldn't have experienced the body change unless, unless, unless Elohim descended in Genesis 18. Now, you cannot experience a body change unless the Lord himself descends as the first Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 16 says and as Revelation chapter 10 verse 1 says. So, the Abrahamic age deals with the Lord himself, not an angel. He doesn't send an angel during Abrahamic age. It's the Lord himself that must descend and come down. As it happened, so shall it be. As it was in the days of Sodom, so shall it be when the Son of Man shall be revealed. The Lord himself came down. Now the Lord today has come down. The message of the hour is not William Brenham, folks. The message of the hour is not a message, church. The message of the hour is the Lord himself coming down in the Abrahamic age to bring a body change. We will see. I say there cannot be a body change unless you see him coming down. There cannot be a body change unless you meet Melchizedek. There cannot be a body change unless you see the mighty angel come down. 
Let's carry on. Listen to what the prophet says, which is very, very profound. In the message, the conflict between God and Satan, paragraph 107, he says, now, what is the word of God? The word of God is God himself. The word of God is God himself. So God gave the believer himself. So the Abrahamic age has to do with God giving a believer himself. The word of God is God himself. So God gave the believer himself. Amen. Wait. It's God himself. He gave the believer himself to attack the enemy by. He gave the believer, brethren, in our time, the Abrahamic time, is not just the speaking of tongues. Jambres and Janice and Jambres can do that. It's not, it's not just religious activity. Anyone can do that. But there is one thing that the devil shall never impersonate is for the Lord himself to give himself to a believer. Not the speaking of tongues, not the gift of divine healing. Those things are great, but the devil can impersonate that. But there is one thing that the devil shall never impersonate. It is when the Lord himself shall descend. And where is he descending to? He is descending into his earthly tabernacle. And today the earthly tabernacle is not Jesus. The earthly tabernacle is you and me in the end time. The mighty angel came down and never went back. Where is the mighty angel today? He has taken residency in an earthly clay. That's what we call the message of the hour. Today, you cannot defeat Satan unless the greatest weapon, the greatest weapon that Satan hates is when the weight becomes flesh. The devil has got no problem with the preaching of the weight, the printing of the weight. He's got no problem. Church is starting. He's got no problem with it. But when the weight takes a flesh form, that upsets Satan. We have seen it during the time of Jesus. As long as the word didn't take the word form, he had no problem. But when he was beginning to be introduced as the Messiah, as Christ, it created a commotion. So in our time, the devil can sponsor you to start a new message church. He's got no problem. And actually, we are going to have a proliferation of new message churches across the globe. They will spring up every day. I don't have a problem and we encourage that, but that is not the main thing. The main thing is that the people must come to the point where they say, the Lord gave me, not a gift, but the giver came to me. I have the giver above the gift. Because why? What is going to make you defeat Satan is not your gift. But what is going to make you to demolish Satan is when God gives himself to a believer so that you can attack the enemy by. But listen, he said, what is the word of God? The word of God is God himself. And God gave the believer himself. He gave the believer the weight. Brethren, not motivational talk, 
not psychological gymnastics, not creeds and dogmas. The word of God is God himself. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. Now in the end time, a believer must receive the word because the word is God himself. And when the believer has got the word, the believer has got God himself to attack the enemy by. Amazing. Amazing. Now, in our time, we had three major ministries in the end time. William Brenham had a ministry. Oral Roberts had a ministry. Billy Graham had a ministry. And here, folks, you can tell me of any minister in the end time. I will trace their influence within these three major ministries in the end time. It doesn't matter whether it's T.D. Jakes. It doesn't matter if it's Miles Monroe. It doesn't matter whether it is, uh, you name them. You can name them Joel Austin. All of them, you can mention them. I can always trace them back into the, the influence of these three men upon the face of the earth. And I'm not here to say you need not to enjoy some of their motivational talk or some of their sound bites. I am not here to discourage you from that. But the ministry of Billy Graham, Billy Graham, Billy Graham was a man of God. Oral Roberts was a man of God. William Brenham was a man of God. Abraham saw three angels. And he recognized one, and he called one Elohim, and the two left and went to Sodom and Gomorrah, and one remained with Abraham. Now, in our time, we have had three ministries. Angels means messengers. Two went to Sodom and Gomorrah to try to get the people out. Folks, they are not of Sodom. They were sent to Sodom. When Brother Brennan preached this message, naughty people wanted to slice up the tapes and make Brother Brennan to say, Billy Graham and Oral Roberts are of Sodom. No, they are not of Sodom. They were sent to Sodom to try to bring people out. But there is one that was not sent to Sodom, but was sent to remain with the Sarah of the time. Was, made, was, was sent to the bride who has got to experience a body change. Now, when you look at these ministries, the ministry of Billy Graham is a ministry of survival. You live Sodom, but you're not the bride. You live Sodom, but you don't experience a body change. The ministry of Oral Roberts makes you to live Sodom, hallelujah, but it doesn't make you experience the body change. There is only one ministry that makes you experience the body change. That is the ministry of William Brenham as Malachi 4, chapter 5 and 6, as Revelation 17, verse 30, as Revelation 10, verse 7. Now, 
Oral Roberts and Billy Graham were sent to call out a church. But that church will go through the tribulation. And William Brenham was sent not to call out a church, but to call out the bride. And the bride will not go through the tribulation. Let me make a bold statement here. The people to whom Billy Graham and Oral Roberts were sent to, they will go through the tribulation. They will be passed through the tribulation. They are virgins, but they are sleeping virgins. And the genuine virgin, which received the ministry of William Brenham in the end time, and not just following William Brenham or belonging to a church, but received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, which is an oil in the end time, these ones will go into the rapture. Only, only the Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost filled bride will go into the rapture. It doesn't mean that when you are within the message camp, that doesn't guarantee you that you'll automatically go into the rapture. There are people that may be within the camp of the people that claim to follow William Brenham, but if they are without the Holy Ghost, they will go through the tribulation because the prophet, the qualification for the rapture is very simple. Only the Holy Ghost filled bright will go into the rapture. I can go on where he speaks about a pattern. That when a woman comes to design a dress, she cuts a pattern from the cloth. And the same pattern that will make a dress, or the same cloth that will make a dress, is the, is the, same, the same cloth that made it into the pattern that would make a dress, it is the same one that is part of the remnants. So when you've got to the Holy Ghost, you are part of a pattern. So when we say you have to meet Melchizedek, we are simply saying be part of the pattern. Yes, you may be in church, you may be in the cloth, but make sure that you become part of the pattern. Now, here is something, because the Abrahamic age speaks about the rapture season. In the message, the Lord to show us the Father and it sufficeth us. Paragraph 86. He says, John resented that. That's the truth. The rapture is in us now. The Abrahamic material, the seed of Abraham, is not waiting for the rapture. But the seed of Abraham now can say, the rapture is in us. Now. Not tomorrow. Now. That is why we can say, for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. The shout is the message of the hour. With the voice of the archangel is the voice of the resurrection. With the trump of the Lord that is inviting us to the waiting supper. 
So, as we said, and I think Brother Mafagaza touched this on Sunday, the rapture is not an event. The rapture is a process. From 1947 until today, it is the shout, the shout, the shout, the shout is the message of the hour. And we are now on the verge of hearing the voice of the archangel that will open the tombs and the redeemed saints will come out of the tombs. It will be the first resurrection. All these things are happening under the Abrahamic age. Let's carry on. This one, let me emphasize. The rapture is in us. Believer, you are not waiting for the rapture. The rapture is in us right now. Then, we know that fire rained on Sodom and Gomorrah. We know that uh, Capernaum sank. We know that Los Angeles will sink into Pacific Ocean. And the prophet says in the message, the choosing of a bride, because as it was in the days of Sodom, so shall it be when the Son of Man is revealed. Sodom, fire rained on Sodom, and in the end time, Los angels will sink into Pacific Ocean, and again the world will be purified by fire on a grand, on a large scale. Chosen Bride, paragraph two thirty one. Thou city who claims to be the city of angels, who has exalted yourself into heaven and sent all the dirty, filthy things of fashions and things, till even the foreign countries come here to pick up our filth and send it away to your fine churches and stables, and so forth the way you do. Remember, one day you'll be laying in the bottom of the sea. Your great Hanukkum under you right now. Hanukkum speaks about uh, tectonic plates. Your great Hanukkum under you right now. The rest of God is bleaching right beneath you. How much longer he will hold the sandbar hanging out over that. When that ocean out yonder, a mile deep, will slide in there and plumb back to the Salton Sea, it will be worse than the last day of Pompeii. Repent, Los Angeles. This was judgment over Los Angeles. Now let us look at the last day of Pompeii. Pompeii was a city in, Rome, in Italy where there was a, a volcanic eruption and that uh, volcanic um, dust covered, mud covered the whole city. I could have used human beings that were covered by that volcano, but I thought because of sensitive viewers, this was a horse that was covered by a volcano. People were there drinking in the bar and they were covered by a volcano. And people were in the streets were covered. There was a blanket of volcano that covered the entire Pompeii. And Brother Brennan said, when it happens to Los Angeles, it will be worse than the last day of Pompeii. Because, again, Los Angeles has become the Sodom of our time, sending filth around the world. So this was a horse during that time. But the beauty about it, before all these things hit the earth, the bride will not be touched by the wrath of God. 
there is God's provided way of escape. And what is God's provided way of escape? It is the message of the hour in the end time. So we, as the seed of Abraham, we know where we are. The rapture is in us. We're going to experience the body change. All those things, we are going to experience them. Now, as I come to the end of my sermon, and maybe just to wrap up a bit. Abrahamic age is about leaving familiar places. It's Elohim visiting us. It has to do with the body change. It is the rapture season. This is where we are. So in closing, I can say shalom to the seed of Abraham. Shalom to the people that will experience the body change. Shalom to the people that have met Melchizedek. Shalom to the people that have received the heavenly visitation. Shalom to the people as Abraham experienced the power of the third pole when a ram came into existence. Shalom to the people that will speak things into existence. Shalom to the people that have met the king of Jerusalem here on earth. I can say shalom to the people on who's on the inside. They've got something that has got no beginning of days and that shall have no ending of days. Shalom to the people that will not become part of the Sodomic condition. Shalom to the people that will not be part of Janice and Jambres. Shalom to the people that will receive the revelation of the Son of Man. And we are those people. We can call things that are not the as though they are and make them to materialize because we are the children of faith. That's exactly who we are in this Abrahamic age as we close our eyes. Gracious Heavenly Father, we appreciate you for your grace and mercy. We appreciate you for being there for us. We appreciate all the things that you have done for us, the revelation of the hour, all the things that you have done for believers. I pray for every brother and every sister that will listen to this broadcast. May it be a blessing to them as it was a blessing to me that was preparing the message. Bless them and protect them and remind them who they are in this Abrahamic age. Thank you, Lord Jesus, as we commit everything to you in the name of our Lord Jesus. Christ. Amen. God bless you richly. I see Brother Chetty, God bless you. Brother Lassimo, God bless you. I see my mother in Lewahomo, God bless you. Sister Chabalala in Nelspreet, God bless you. Uh, Brother Chimeza, God bless you. Uh, Sister Burero, God bless you. Uh, and all the believers that were able to tune in. May God richly bless you, Brother Tapelo. God bless you richly as well. Uh, I can go on and on. I see all of you, Sister Kathy. God bless you. Brother Kingdom, God bless you. Brother Andrew, God bless you. I can go on and on. Brother Morgan, God bless you. Sister Lorraine, God bless you, uh, all of you that were able to log in. May God richly bless you. It has been a blessing being with you tonight. Have a blessed week. God bless you richly. Shalom.